0: I'm your host, Nicole Barron, Editor-in-Chief of Lifestyle Frisco. And I'm sitting today with Paige Flink from The Family Place. She is CEO and has been a part of the organization for a long time and has a lot of fantastic importance information to share. Hi Paige. Good morning. Good morning. I'm really glad you're here because I think um, yours is a topic that needs to be discussed and needs to be brought out into the open more often um, because there's a lot of um, danger hiding and hurt hiding that we may not be aware of. So please, let's start just with the most important thing. Tell us what The Family Place does.
1: Our mission at The Family Place is to stop family violence in our community and we provide services in a number of different ways depending on the needs of the a victim or the family that's trying to help the victim. Uh, we Our most critical services is really emergency shelter. And so that's the first way to get into the family place is to come Because that's the core of our our business is is emergency shelter. But then we have a whole service uh, package that goes all around the family just in case they want to live in their home and not go into a shelter. They can have counseling or if they want to find a way to visit when there's been a divorce and Uh, The non-custodial parent shouldn't be alone with the child. We do supervised visitation and exchange so that everyone stays safe and the conflict of the parents doesn't fall into the life of that child. Mm -hmm. Uh, We work with the batterer because if you don't help the person who's causing the violence, You're never really going to change it so we really have a whole host of holistic services to make it possible for people to get away from this insidious problem
0: my goodness even just that description opened my eyes so much to things i had not thought of i'm just i'll just be honest this is not something i've experienced or had a lot of exposure to and so when you mention a few of those different scenarios i just imagine you know the hurting individual running and fleeing and going to the shelter, and that does happen. Um, And you are prepared for that person. But I did not even consider all of those other scenarios and ways that you might support someone. Um, So thank you for just that.
1: Yeah, you know, it's really hard to imagine that this is in someone's life, especially if you've never experienced it. Mm -hmm. And so, and people hide it. There's so much shame associated with being a victim of domestic violence that, um, sometimes people never, ever want to talk about it. And my hope for anyone that's listening to this podcast would be that if they knew someone who was hurting, mm-hmm. that they'd understand how to help, which I think we should talk about that. Mm-hmm. But also, if they are hurting, it's not your fault. When you are a victim of domestic violence, you can't make someone abuse you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're using a choice in the matter, and they are choosing to do things that shouldn't happen to the person you're supposed to love.
0: Wow. Well, let me take a, one quick step back before we go into some more about the specific stories. I really wanna talk about the people that you've, yeah. you know, the stories that you, the people that have been helped and the, the, those that you've walked alongside. Um, but I would like to know a little bit more about you and your role at The Family Place and the service area that you all have. So which communities do you serve and what is,
1: what is your day-to-day? So um, we serve, Dallas and Collin County. We serve people who live in Tarrant County. There's really no geographic um, designation at the family place. We do have an office in McKinney. And so that's for the people who live you know, up here in, in uh, Collin County to be able to come and have counseling. And if someone lives in the Frisco area, uh, we are able to get them in, either into counseling in McKinney or we also transport people from their homes in Frisco to our emergency shelters, depending on which is open and what's safe for them so our geographic area is large we're the largest really in the state of texas oh wow i was just in a meeting yesterday and learned that we provide six percent of the emergency shelter services in the state of texas so that's a does that sound like a big number when you think about the thousands of people who are served it really is kind of a big number so yes so for me this issue is um, my passion I got involved in The Family Place only because I was a young mother and I was doing volunteer work at the Dallas Arboretum and the Beautiful Flowers, and a friend asked me to come see The Family Place Shelter, and I had never seen anything like it. I had never known anyone that was a victim of domestic violence. It was just not in my family. Mm -hmm. So for me to think that a a father would hurt his wife and kids, it just was devastating to me. And so here I am a young mom thinking, what am I going to do? At the time, I was in publishing. I worked in the advertising business. Really? Yes, I did. I sold advertising. I was an advertising director, marketing director. So I understand what you do. Uh, But uh, I decided if I was going to volunteer, I wanted to do something that was going to impact my young family. Mm -hmm. And realizing that domestic violence in the family affects more than just the family. It affects kids who are not going to do well in school. It really affects what happens in our education system. A little boy that listens to his mom get beat up at night is not gonna pass the test. Oh it's gosh. not gonna be able to be just you know, behave in class and you have acting out. So that in education, if we we care about education and all Texans do, you know, this affects that. The use of drugs and alcohol, abuse of drugs and alcohol, a lot of times people over medicate because they can't stand the way they feel when they've been abused. Or they can't stand the way they feel when they are abusive. So drugs and alcohol ties to it gangs on our streets, kids running away from home, those are children who didn't find what they needed in their home and they had to go and find it someplace else. So when you think about all those things tied in together, it really affects a lot of things. Crime, you know, we're all scared of of the boogeyman next door. Well, really, it's your neighbor next door who's more likely to hurt his family than a burglar or even rapist, all of those things. And if someone is hurting in their home and they're hurt by their loved ones, you don't matter and so if we want to stop crime in our streets we've got to hit get the dysfunctional family the help that they need so that's what got me involved in it wow. and so i started as a volunteer and helped in fundraising and the family was really small and didn't really have a very big staff Then I joined a board of directors and then one year in i realized they we were getting ready to, for the family place to really grow much larger and they needed a development team and so even though I didn't know what I was doing, I just applied for the job and got it. So wow. and that was nineteen ninety one. Was it? <laughs> so I had a three year old and a three month old. Oh my goodness. And so all my boys have known his mom as um fighting to stop domestic violence. So they're great <sighs> men. I bet they are. They are great men now, yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's it is my passion and I want it to be everyone's passion because if we don't help people who are hurting a lot of other things aren't gonna work in our world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, clearly, just the, even the examples you gave, as I said before, just really opened my eyes to the, the effects of, you know, it's not just what's happening in one home, but there's a, effect, a ripple effect across many areas of our culture and our community Simply because of this one mm-hmm. issue, um, very so interesting. True. So, tell me about. You said there are emergency shelters. Um, how many of those do you all have, and where are they?
1: Right. Well, obviously they're secret because. Oh, understood. <laughs> understood. Can't and thank tell you where you. they are because thank you very are much for I know, it. but it's but it's a normal. It's a where are you located? I'm like, well, I can't really tell you, but interesting. if you needed it, I'd bring you there. But um, right. we have three, two for women and children, and we opened and are still the only shelter in the state of Texas that takes men with their children. And so we have a separate shelter for male victims of domestic violence, mm-hmm. From and this is same-sex relationships, but also heterosexual relationships, mm-hmm. and uh, it is just the same type of violence. It's the same power and control, it's the same sort of shame that the victim feels. And really, if you're a man and you've been abused, you have more barriers than a woman because we're used to helping women and women are used to asking for help. But men, that is not ordinarily what they do is to say, I hurt or that I'm trying, I need help. That is, you know, we've culturalized men to not do that. Mm -hmm. And so we're having to work through that process that no one deserves to be hurt in their home, male or female. And how do you get help? So we have three shelters. We have three counseling centers. We have a counseling center, as as I said, in McKinney. We have a counseling center in central Dallas and then far south Dallas. So we really kind of stretch. You know, they're about 30 miles in between each of those facilities. Mm -hmm. So we can cover this giant geographic area that is our North Texas community. We also have a supervised visitation center. So that's when there's been a divorce Mm. and the parents can't really interact. We do that in another office. We have a batterers intervention program, which is in another office where we mm-hmm. work with the uh, abuser to change his or her behavior and help them understand why they do what they do and how to not do it. We have a teen dating violence prevention program called B Project, because if you can work early enough and get these young people to realize what, what the warning signs of an unhealthy relationship are, then maybe they won't get into this violent relationship, mm-hmm. because. The women who come to our shelter are hiding from someone they're currently you know, engaged with, but it's probably not their first violent relationship. Mm. It probably started when they were teens. So we as parents could also recognize those things. And it's really important that we do prevent it from happening. We have two resale stores where oh. people can shop, but also donate items, which is one way people help us. We have a resale boutique um, in McKinney and we have a resale, a big store down on Forest Lane in Dallas.
0: Oh wow! I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. That's really cool. I'm gonna have to check that out. McKinney yes. is just a hop, skip, and a jump.
1: Oh, and that cute little McKinney Square is so adorable. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true.
0: Okay, so please tell me, if you could, what are the warning signs? And maybe it's different for, as you said, young kids, teenagers. than it might look for a, an adult. I'm not sure, but what
1: are those warning signs? Well, one of the things that we always think is black eyes and bruises and that sort of thing. Right. So that's the, that's visible signs. And so other visible signs might be that someone always wears a turtleneck and long sleeves, even in the summer things to hide the physical, you know, sure. bruises or scratches or strangulation or something like that. But that's what farther down the road, the things that happen in the beginning sure. are this person suddenly isolates themselves from you. You used to be able to go to lunch, or she'd come out and hang out with the g- girls in on a Wednesday night you know go have a drink or something and suddenly I can't do that because you know my husband doesn't want me to or I really have to get home because he really wants me there mm-hmm. or you see a friend who is constantly checked in on by their partner mm-hmm. and it's a constant texting and, and constant reporting in and you feel, you can sense her kind of anxiety when He calls and she misses the call oh my gosh she's going to be so mad those are those are the signs of a person who's being controlled Mm -hmm. and so control is what this is all about is the abuser wants this victim to do what they want them to do and so they start isolating you first of all then they start you see this person she's just not herself you know she used to be this fabulous productive employee and was your number one salesperson well suddenly she's she's not showing up or she's late to work all the time or you can't figure out where she is she just disappears. I mean those are things that there's something going on with somebody and so if you see that happening in a friend to say I'm concerned about you you're not yourself and then you just is there anything I can do to help you is there anything you want to talk about and if they say no then just say if it ever happens that you want to say something Talk to me. I'm here. I'm here for you. But don't judge. And the worst thing you can ever say to a victim of domestic violence is, why aren't you leaving him? Really? Yes, because what have you done in that situation? Shame. 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 She feels guilty enough. Right. She's not telling you because she feels awful. And so when when you do that, what might have been coming out may never come out. Mm. And so I've talked to victims who said, I just wanted someone to ask me why I was crying. But nobody ever asked me, and you know, it just—we have to stay connected to each other and be present for our friends and our neighbors and our coworkers, and our kids. And so, if you just think it's too much trouble to get involved in it, then you're going to miss that warning sign. So those are the low-level signs. Obviously, um, a person who seems fearful uh-huh. is is another thing to um, consider. And if they're and then just what what's what are you so what are you afraid of? Yeah. What what's scaring you right now? And then if, so your friend opens up to you and says, Well, I'm really I'm really worried about my husband. He's you know, drinking too much and he comes home and he's angry all the time and he's really jealous and he says, you know, wants to know where I am every minute and he checks in on me all the time. And so those things for adults, we could kind of feel it. But think back to when you were a teenager. Right. That meant he loved you.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: He wanted to walk with me. He wanted to meet me at my locker, would not let me leave my locker, and walk, And I was forbidden from leaving my locker because I had to walk with him. He walked me to class to make sure none of those boys were bad to me. That is not healthy. Mm-hmm. That's not independence. Mm-hmm. But we mistake that when we're teenagers. Another sure. Another warning sign is if you have a friend who, you know, she meets this guy on Friday, and by the following Friday, he's trying to get her to move in with him, that instant need for... Um, controlling you, or you are the most incredible thing I've ever met in my whole entire life. I can't live without you. Mm -hmm. Those are, especially if I just met you on Friday night and I went on next Friday night, Mm -hmm. that should scare you right? because that person's not, they're not, they're making you responsible for their own feelings. And so that is also a dangerous place to be Mm -hmm. uh, because you're not responsible for their feelings. Mm -hmm. So when you get, in those kinds of situations, getting out gracefully is one of the things that we can help you do at The Family Place, which is another thing we teach when in our teen dating violence pro- program, we teach the kids how to break up with somebody.
0: Wow, yes, because that is hard, especially it's if really the hard. peer pressure and the social stigmas and all the things at school. Right, yeah.
1: and so you don't wanna <clears throat> do anything that's gonna make that person feel any worse than they are gonna feel because you're breaking up with them. And so public shaming or, you know, I mean, doing it in a public place—maybe you want to do if you're really afraid of them. I mean, we really have to be conscious of the prevalence of this problem, mm-hmm. and when how much danger if somebody can be in.
0: Wow, well, that's very enlightening um, in terms of what to look for. And when you were talking about you know two girlfriends, so sort of, you know having a conversation and one checking in on the other, that resonated because. My friends and I will meet for lunch. We'll do all of that. And we, of course, we shoot the breeze about mom life and kids and, uh-huh. uh, you know, vent uh-huh. and whatever. But how often do we really get real about what's going on in each other's lives? And it's something I, you know, I think each of my friends, we try to do is have those authentic relationships where you can be the person they open up to. And it's not just about shopping and kids right. and all the you know, frivolous stuff that's fun, and there's nothing wrong with that, but, but are you the person that they would open up to? And do we ask those real questions? Like, how's everything going at home? How are you and your husband? And yeah. and really ask the real questions, you know? How are you feeling? How are you stressed lately? You know, just anything. And, and I fear that sometimes we just get too, we're just having fun and, and that's great, but are we being real and are we really there for each other?
1: Exactly. Well, in our social media, lives are not real, and of course, so that's yes. part of it. If we try to live an Instagram life all the time, we're never going to get real. Yeah. And so you never put the bad stuff on Instagram. Oh, of course not, no.
0: You know? But then so, you're able to hide all the real things, too, though,
1: the real pain and the real, you know. And so making a commitment to <clears throat> each other that mm-hmm. if you if you sense anything, just, and sometimes you just keep quiet. Mm-hmm. And a person just continues to talk, and eventually they'll talk about what it is that's bothering them, but mm-hmm. but you have to be willing to be okay with them getting mad at you mm. when you're trying to help right. or going back. That's the other thing, especially I talked to parents about don't quit on your kid just because they don't listen to you the first go around. Mm. Or your sister's been in, back and forth with this fella you know, but she she breaks up and she comes and cries on your shoulder, then she goes back again and he beats her up and then she comes back and cries on your shoulder. And you want to just say, look, I'm done. I'm sick of this. You cannot bail on her. You just cannot do it because it takes seven times for a victim of domestic violence to leave. Wow. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you might be time number five. Mm -hmm. Still got two to go. Yeah. So, um, but what happens when they come to our shelter is it's the end of the road. Mm -hmm. They've Everyone's tired of dealing with them or they are in so much danger, they have to hide. And so it's, people assume that domestic violence happens to poor people. That's true. People of color. Mm -hmm. And it does. Mm -hmm. But it also happens in the wealthiest of homes Mm -hmm. and the highest of lifestyles. And so you just never know. Mm -hmm. And it's an insidious thing that again, if you're a person of means, you have a lot farther to fall. If you're used to driving a car that your you know, personal wealth in your family helps pay for, or you shop where you want, or you don't have to worry so much about your budget, to think that I'm going to take my kids out of the private school mm-hmm. and you know, have to go someplace else, it's hard. It's really hard to do that as a mom. It yeah. is a really hard thing. And so women of means sometimes are trapped in a worse way. Mm-hmm. Because if you that. don't have much, if you're renting an apartment, it's not that big a deal, and he doesn't pay the rent anyway, and you struggle, what's what's more struggling? Yeah. And so interesting. we have, you know, kind of gilded handcuffs in mm-hmm. communities like Frisco. But it happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so we just have to be okay to say, yes, we know it happens, and it's not your fault, and we want you to get help. And I tell you, the batterer, the person who's doing the hurting, generally has been hurt before when they were in the a family when they were in their home. At least two-thirds of the men who come to our Betters Intervention Program were abused as little boys Mm -hmm. and they grew up watching their mom get hit. So they're so angry, they have so much rage of not being able to protect their mother that that's all they know how to communicate. Fighting is the only way they have to survive and so they continue to fight. Sure. So we have, um, we really try to make it not be a judgmental place, even for a better yes, you committed a crime because it's against the law, right? It is against the law, but you are have been hurt before, so how can we help you stop hurting so you won't hurt others?
0: Now, you we've kind of touched more, I feel, on physical abuse, verbal abuse on its own, same thing, right? Um, I would imagine, I mean. You you know that someone should not be in a situation where it's verbally abused. Whether they've never touched you, but they're just cruel, you know, and abusive in their language. I mean, flee from that as well. I know. Am I right? know. It.
1: Yeah, so it's against the law. Physical abuse is against the law. Yes. Everything else we're going to talk about now is not against the law, but can be just as hurtful. Yes. And so verbal abuse and emotional abuse are terrible things. Words last a lot longer. Yeah. I do this demonstration with kids sometimes, and I'm like, here's this piece of, here's this uh, little tube of toothpaste. Squeeze all that juice bit out there. So they squeeze, 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 and they get out there and say, okay, now, can you get it back in the, t- in the tube? I'm like, well, no, I can't get it back in the tube. Words are just like that. Oh, yeah. Once that word is out there, it is in your your partner's head, and so it begins to eat away at who they are. And mm-hmm. so sometimes I encourage women, think about who you are right this minute. If you stay in this a lot longer, you are not going to be who you are right now. So every the longer you stay, the less there is of you to get out of that relationship, and the longer it will take to build you back up. Mm-hmm. So valuing yourself for who you are, a lot of times people wait until maybe their children are being yelled at and screamed at and tormented mm-hmm. and so maybe they'll leave for their on behalf of their kids. Yeah. But so there's verbal abuse. There's emotional abuse. Cheating on your wife or your husband, that is a abu- that's abusive. Mm-hmm. And so infidelity is something that really can wreck a relationship. Mm-hmm. Then you have financial abuse. People uh. who are totally controlled by what they spend. And I'm not kidding. I see women who come in and they have not been able to go to the grocery store and buy anything they ever wanted to buy. He controlled every single thing that they put in their mouth, that they put on the table, that they shop, that they buy. So controlling the purse strings or running up huge debts of credit card debt and that sort of thing, and then expecting the wife to be the one who works and pays for it, that's financial abuse. You have religious abuse. People Mm -hmm. who use their religion to keep them in a relationship, they twist the words of the Bible, to, wow. to try to keep them where they need to be. And yeah. so, you know, it's all sorts of things. And then sexual abuse is a real thing too. In a relationship, rape is, and, and marital rape is a real thing. And that is, all, that is against the law. It's hard to get police to believe you when you say he raped me. Well, ma'am, he's your husband, but still I didn't want to have sex and he raped me. And so yeah. we do a lot of training with the police to help them understand that that is, that's a real thing too.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's important. That's very important to recognize all of these different aspects that it's not, as we said at the very beginning, you expect the black eye, and that's your first indicator. Right. With, oh, goodness, it's just there's so much more.
1: It is. It's so much more, and sometimes it feels hopeless. Yeah. But then you meet the lady who successfully gets out of there, and she's, you know, come to the, I've seen her when she walks in the door, and she's so shy and so disheveled and so sad, and then there she is, and she's moving into our transitional housing program. I ran into this lady the other day, and she was so fired up that she had gotten in our supportive living program, and she was going to go back and go to school and get a certificate, and she felt so, so powerful wow, because she was making awesome. these choices for herself, and the kids were really happy, so it's a, um, it's a beautiful thing to see. When people really do take advantage of all the services we have at the family place, because we'll help you get a place to live. If you can't afford your rent, we have money to help pay for rent. First two or three months of rent, we will help you get a job so that you can support yourself as well as be empowered to not have to depend on the man for the money. We will help you with a we have legal services, so we'll help you if you need an attorney and you need the ability to either, that's made huge. child custody arrangements that's one of the reasons women stay is they don't have child care which is incredibly expensive and so helping people navigate the child care system and transportation and legal services those are the three hurdles yes. a lot of times that people have Yeah. another uh, exciting thing that's happening in april at the family place is we're opening our dental clinic Oh, interesting. Yes. Wow. So we're you having volunteer dentists and hygienists who will come. We have this adorable clinic that we've all outfitted. Uh, this is huh. in our medical clinic because we have nurses on staff as well so that you can f- get your health care needs met. And so part of healthcare care is dental care. And so we will be taking volunteers to come in and do the uh, cleaning and the you know, fillings and this easy stuff. And then for the lady who might have her teeth knocked out by abuse. You know, we'll find prosthetic dentistry and stuff like that so Goodness. we really do it's the whole it is person.
0: it is the whole person mm. and you even have counseling for the abuser you even we said. do so there's just really everything
1: and the person i left out is the family pet and we oh. have a kennel <laughs> in one of our shelters for cats and dogs Uh huh. because some people will not leave without their pet it's their baby too it yeah. is their baby yeah i met this lady oh. the other day who had this little uh miniature dog and um she the dog was barking and barking and barking and she said the dog had been traumatized when he was abusing her this little dog was trying to defend against him and had also been physically abused so we 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 do it all we have we, we try to help so that there is no reason that you can't leave
0: yeah and, and I, heard, I read in an article that we produced actually um, a couple of months ago by one of our writers that something, another thing of the many things that I, never occurred to me is that if a woman flees, let's say it's in the middle of the night, she's ready, she's finally ready, she's fleeing her home, she's probably leaving with nothing. That's she, right. She may not have changed her clothes, she certainly doesn't have, may not have a suitcase full of all her things, right. and, and she immediately needs you and the resources that you provide. Um, So, donations to you all must be incredibly important. They
1: really are. Tell us about that. How can people support what you're doing? So, if you are a person who likes to buy things or you see things on sale, um, we used to have a a donor that we called himself the Pillow Man, and whenever he saw pillows on sale, he would buy pillows. Um, I love that. Yeah, he's since Uh moved to retirement, (laughs) uh, but... um, Just imagine anything that you have, like in a little bed and breakfast. We use all types of uh, twin sheets and bedding and that sort of thing in our emergency shelters. We try to have leggings for anyone who comes in, so that can give the mom... A woman a pair of leggings and a t-shirt because mm-hmm. she sometimes does come in her nightgown mm-hmm. and leggings are easy to put on and you can kind of stretch the sizes sure. so yeah so if somebody wanted to help us donate leggings because we probably go through about a thousand pairs of leggings because we'll shelter you know almost 2,000 people a year Wow. and so um, mm-hmm. children's clothing diapers formula just pick pick a a thing totally. and of course we need money so well of course you you do we
0: need Um, need money of course Mm -hmm. you do to furnish I mean all of the services you're providing I mean the the salaries
1: of the people who are the counselors and the case managers and that's the only I mean that is our service is providing therapeutic care to people and Mm -hmm. so imagine you know that you have a person that you can see at any time and call any day time of day or night Well, you all have been in existence since when? We, our first, um, we opened in January 1978.
0: Wow, so I mean, I I bring that up and draw attention to that because while there's a lot of tremendous charities in the area, when one's been going as long as yours, it really says something, it speaks to, your stewardship of funds probably, your Mm. stewardship of people, the people in your care, Um, the individuals running the organization are clearly very committed and dedicated. So it says a lot that you've Mm. been around for such a long time and you have the scope of services that you do. Um, It's incredible and I respect what you're doing so very much.
1: Thank you. Well, we were so excited to open up in Collin County because we saw there was such a need Mm. and especially for counseling because if you can do the counseling before you have to go to emergency shelter it's way less disruptive for the family but also it's less expensive yeah because providing full 24 hours of care is more expensive than for me to provide therapy once a week to you and a support group for you to go to and for your kids to go to which can actually help you figure out how to get out and so we connect even the people who kind of counseling to our job training and our legal services Mm -hmm. so but this community is growing so much and to make sure that everyone knows we exist yeah you know
0: yeah that's true because what what do i do where do i go what do i you know and you have to know that there is someone like the family place there ready
1: to hold your hand and having a place like um, like your your website and your podcast and those sort of things that continually mm-hmm. can tell new new Friscoites. Is that what you call them?
0: Frisco-ian? Sure. Frisconians? I don't know. Are you know. Frisconian? Yeah. I'm not sure. Whatever but you like.
1: Yeah, but you've got a progressive community, and the sure. mayor is busy making great things happen, and so we want healthy people to live in the community as well, and that's mm-hmm. why we're up here to try to do everything we can. So if anyone ever knew
0: mm-hmm. a person
1: who was a victim, um, the first thing, easiest way to get connected is to call our hotline
0: okay what is that
1: that hotline number is 214-941-1991 rings 24 hours a day and we can figure out the best and safest way to get this person help it may not be leaving at that moment that could be very dangerous to say so that's why you have to be so careful don't say just what just leave because that can be the most dangerous time for a victim of domestic violence. Mm. So, letting us help figure it out, get a safety plan, what do you need to do, save, getting your, all the papers together, if you have birth certificates and shock records and...
0: Oh, goodness, the things all, I wouldn't have thought yes, of. Yes,
1: yeah, you're, you know, proof of who you are. And so, um, anyway, those are things that we help people understand what they need to do before that. So, so find a, find a way to tell someone about the Family Place Hotline number, and then all services are free. Okay, And that's all huge. services are confidential. Mm. So you don't have to use your health insurance to, to pay for therapy. And so some people who have a job think, wow, this is for poor people. I don't qualify, yeah. but that's not the case. Because this way you can come and nobody, and you know you, there is no explanation of benefits that comes back to your house. If you're especially still living with your um, abusive partner, you don't wanna yeah. show that you're going to yeah. a psychologist. For care, And so we're there to make sure that, that you can understand what steps to make and what steps to take. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, um, it's a hard thing to talk about. It's a hard thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that the bravest people in this whole wide world are the women who get up every day after having lived this all night long, put their shoes and pants on and go to work, take their kids to school. They have so much courage and they are so brave. Just a little bit of help, they can be strong and successful.
0: Oh, that's so such a critical message. Wow. So familyplace.org, am I correct?
1: That is familyplace.org. Yes,
0: uh-huh. org.
1: Well, it's not the, no, our website is familyplace.org. Our okay. name is The Family Place, but gotcha. familyplace.org. And our hotline is 214-941-1991. And as I said, it rings 24 hours a day. And if somebody's up here in Frisco and they don't have transportation, we we use a car service to bring them down. That's and awesome. so, yeah, that's what we use donations for, is to get people to, to help pay for Uber and Lyft and stuff like that so that we can, yeah. because there's not a lot of transportation services up here. You know, in the Dallas area, we've got uh, buses and stuff like that that people can right. access. So Good point. Uh, but there's, no, there's nothing that we can't provide for you because of the generosity of the people in the community.
0: Well, we need to keep that coming because it's, it's incredible what you're doing and that you really are, you really have thought of everything, every single consideration that a victim might have. So I'm so impressed and appreciative that you all exist um so we are going to encourage when we publish this encourage those donations the people whether it's the practical items that you mentioned or it's the dollars to keep you all able to do what you're doing so uh, we will encourage that from our point of view as well and um, i'm glad to know that you cover this area and that you know because as you said it's it's not just something that occurs in poor communities. It's not, and so um, thank you yeah, for shedding light the, on that.
1: Yeah, the Frisco police are very progressive in how they address this. Really? They have they have a victim advocate who's fabulous, and so she's been with the Frisco police a long time. And so we're, um, she knows exactly how to get to the, someone to the family place. So we're, she's a good referral source. But it, Frisco isn't saying it doesn't happen. That's the thing i think everyone should be proud of is that this 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 community says it does happen and we want to figure out how to address it so i think that's a positive
0: oh paige thank you for everything you're doing honestly just for your leadership at the family place and your long history serving with them so i really appreciate it and respect it very much
1: thank you thank you so much yes
0: um everyone go to lifestylefrisco.com and you can type in the family place and you'll find the first article that we produced about them but also just go to familyplace.org and find more resources and information there about what they do and you can certainly make your donation immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks Paige. Thank you. Thank you.